This is CWTFB Radio. I am your host, Charlie Machine. Um, you know, we're always brought to you by Details Car Audio and Auto Detailing right on 138. That's uh, uh, 925 Turnpike Street in Canton, Mass. You can go see my people over there for all your detailing needs, car interior needs, car audio, um, tinting, things of that nature. Anything that you need that, that you know, you want to lace your car up. It could be a truck. It could be motorcycles, things of that nature, man. Go over there. Let them know Charlie sent you, man. It will lace you up and keep you looking fresh, keep you uh, clean and all of that, man. And I want to dive straight into this episode today, man, because I'm really excited to have this guest here. Um, this is a pioneer um, of, of Boston, man. This is somebody who's been putting on for the city for um, decades now. Um, if you talk about greatness that comes from the city, you can never not mention this man's name. He's 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 so involved and he's so willing to put people on that it, it's crazy, man. Like very very humble dude, um, and and what he's been able to do um, over the years. A lot of people may or may not know. I feel like a lot of the young cats may not know. And that's why I really want to shed light about it right now, man. So everybody give your undivided attention to my man, DJ Chubby Chubb. What's good, baby? Oh, you was talking about me. Ah, <laughs> don't do that. Now you want to be modest. <laughs> I thought you were talking about somebody else. I was waiting for you to introduce nah. somebody else. Stop it. <laughs> What's nah, good, though, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm blessed. Glad to be here, man. And, you know, get through all this bull we going through. But, you know, how are you right. doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I can't complain, bro. Like, uh, you know, everything's good, man. You know, my wife's pregnant, man. Um, so I'm staying at home with the kids. I mean, with my daughter and my wife. And and, and I'm just excited, man. You know what I mean? And um, realistically, um, the whole stay at home thing, it's it hasn't really put a, a damper on anything for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can't go to work, but <laughs> I've been doing this every week. Um, I've been connected with a lot of people, man, and it gave me an opportunity to just kind of tap into my creativity um, and things of that nature, man. So um, I'm just grateful that everybody's okay, man. You know, it was a death in the family recently um, on, my, on my lady's side, but, you know, we... we um, there's nothing we could do about it, man. It sucks. But at the end of the day, man, we just got to keep moving forward, man, and, and hoping and praying for the best. You know what I mean? Condolences to your family, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, but, but what's up with you, man? I mean, this, you, you're a world-renowned DJ, man. There's a lot going on with you. I know you always busy. I see you've been doing the lives, man. Um, what days were you doing the lives? It's Sundays, right? I do the um, lives on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So Saturday, I do a noon to two okay. with a promoter called Sean Medina, Medina style. Okay. And then Sundays, I do Killer Boombox, two o'clock, four o'clock. That's what's up, man. Killer Boombox has a dope platform, man. So shout out to those guys, man. Yeah, I appreciate them for, um, you know, they got me involved to wanting to do the lives. I didn't, like, I didn't really care for it. Right. You know what I mean? Because I was doing those before, but it wasn't like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Right, it was just right. like I jumped on before the pandemic. I would just jump on and play a few things and then be out. Right. But now it's like, it's almost, that's the new club thing. That's the norm right now. It's crazy. You know, I was just telling my wife, man, it's like, you know, there's new norms now, right? Like you walk out the crib, everybody got a mask on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right, but like I went to the Dominican spot earlier to get to get my shorty some mango because you know she's pregnant, cravings and all of that. And I go in there, I got the mask on, and now it's like you know subconscious, like you don't even think about it. You get out the car, boom, just put it on, right? 
And then somebody else walks in there with no mask. And then some other people walk in with their mask. And everybody that had their mask was looking at that one person with no mask. Like, they was bugging. Yeah, like, they were aliens. <laughs> like, that's how it's been at the supermarkets. Like, well, they can't get in anywhere at the supermarket. Like, people walk yeah. up to the door and they'll be like, nah, you can't get in. No mask can't get in. My brother, so- uh, <laughs> my brother lives in Washington State. And um, he uh, <laughs> he tried to go to the supermarket without a mask on. And uh, they was like, nah, you can't get in. So he just took his wife's scarf and just wrapped it around his face real quick, looking crazy, man. But, you know, everybody's making the best out of it, man. But, you know, for you, um, how do you feel like it, it has you, do you feel like, you know, our current situation with COVID has dampened your creativity and things of that nature? You know, honestly, only thing that that's really, you know, stopped us is, is traveling. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And being able to be in, you know, the environment of the club scenes and things like that and stages. And, but creatively, I mean, I think I've embraced a lot more different patterns of music. Right. Um, right. You know how to oppose certain things when you're playing them. Like I think more more of a thought process right. than me just being able to just DJ. Like right. you know, what I mean, I'm always more than just DJing. I like to entertain and display and Absolutely. talk about certain things that I've encountered or things that I've done. Right. So elaborating, you know, with that is a lot better for me. That's okay. been a great great situation. That's dope, man. That's dope. Um, I really want to dive into your story too, man. Like, um, you know, growing up, you know what I mean? I was a chubby kid. So once I heard your name, DJ Chubby Chubb, I was like, yo, he's putting off of the chubby noise right? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so, you know, I was always into the, you know, the, 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 the fat rappers, you know, Biggie, you know, Heavy D things. You know what I mean? People, people like that. And obviously your name arose because, you know, we in Boston. And um, the first thing I heard from you or, by you and um, original flavor was uh, the record that y'all did with Jay Z. Uh, what was it called? Can I? Can I get open? Called? Can I get open? Right. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, can I kick it? But that's not it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, can I get open, man? Um, let's talk about that that situation, man. Because um, you know, with, with with so much success in in New York, you know, what made you want to come to Boston? Um. I went through a little period in my in my in my life where I needed a change. Okay. Um, I was shot in 1992. Wow. And um, you know, thank God I'm still here. Wow, I didn't and, know that. Uh, so it gave me a a reason to you know change, like mm-hmm. change my life, change around things that. You know, a lot of people that weren't around that I needed weren't there. Right. So um, I ended up in Massachusetts. I ended up in, in Fitchburg. And the idea wasn't even a DJ. The idea was just to live out here, you know, chill. Rehabilitate. Be regular Willie Sanchez. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I had a nine to five. I was working like... I was living in Fitchburg. It was crazy. Like, it was just a, a quiet area. My brother had lived out there. He was like, yo, come out here. And I'm not dead. And and next thing you know, it just became like, 
I had to DJ. Like, someone came to me and was like, yo, I need you to do a party in New Hampshire. And I was like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, you know, my son's mother was like, nah, this is not what we're going to be doing. And, but, you know, one thing led to another. I ended up doing the party. Okay. <laughs> and that was it. You know, mixtapes were still bubbling. I was still doing mixtapes at the time. Okay. So and that was like helping me with, you know, funds and things like that. And then next thing you know, I started doing a party in New Hampshire. I was doing that every Saturday. Next thing you know, I started doing stuff in Providence. Safe mm. was selling in Funky Fresh Radio Records. Right. I'm Dudley. Next move fast forward. Next thing you know, there's a new radio station in Boston. Okay. That was it, man. Things just started moving. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. So you you're originally from New York, right? The Bronx. Okay, from BX. Um, now, how did the whole relationship with with Dame Dash come to be? Well, it's two parts to it. Well, it's really three parts. Um, one of the parts was original flavor had an original member before it had the last member that I had in it. Right. Which was my man Tone Hooker, T Strong. Right. T Strong lived not too far from where I lived at on 174 University. He lived down on like 170 years. Okay. And um so he, ski ski and tone hooked up and they were in in links to finding a DJ. Mm. But also my mentor, which was Clark Kent, Mm. He was he was the one that signed Original Flavor at um at Atlantic. That's right. And Clark was like, "Yo, you should DJ for them." Because I used to open up for Clark. Okay. Clark, I, I was the cat that used to open up for Clark for Clark right. Kent. And um, I would travel with Clark and you know do parties with Clark. And then the association was all there. Like Jay Jay Z was founded by Clark Kent. Clark Kent, right. Clark Kent was the one that was doing a lot of his early production. So when original flavor T Strong and and Tone um and Ski was like, yo, be our DJ, whatever, whatever, I was like, sure, whatever. You know what I mean? I didn't care. Because I was right. doing parties and stuff like that. As, as Queen Latifah was saying in the movie Juice, that I was it was local. I was local right. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so by the way, that movie changed my whole life. <laughs> Juice? Uh, yeah, Juice changed my whole life. When Queen Latifah tells the kid Q, uh, he's auditioning for the for the spot to be in the battle. And she's like, so you do a lot of parties in different places and things like that? Like, yeah, you know, I do parties here. And I, she's like, oh, you local. Mm. So when I go back in my projects, everybody that watched the movie is like, oh, you local. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Kind of be like, oh, I can't be local. This I'm not that local thing. guy. Yeah, like I, I had to work at trying to find a different way. So then I start with the mixtapes and that's how I was able to expand into different cities and things like that. What's up, man? That's amazing, man. Um, uh, I feel like 
a lot of people don't know that piece of your story, at least people from my generation. Um, and, and, and that's kind of a big thing about what how, how what I wanted to shed light on, man. So um, do you still have a relationship with Dame Dash and Jay-Z? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I talk more to Dame than I do Jay. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I spoke to Jay. Who knows about But Right, right. It's always love, though. It's never, like, no bull. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so fast forward back to what you were saying. You came to Massachusetts, started doing, um, uh, uh, you started spinning at a radio station. What, what was that, jamming? What was nah, that? Um, that was Hot 97 Boston. Right, right. Yeah. It was right yeah. the same block as um, Funky Fresh Records, right on Dudley. Right, 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 right. So what was... Of, it was inside of W-I-L-D-A-M. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, man. I remember that. Because I remember that was actually uh, the station that you spun a few of my records on, man. I sent you uh, maybe like two or three records. Um, and I, I talk about this all the time, man. Like when I used to rap, um, you know, you were probably one of the first big names out here that that supported me just off the strength of supporting me. Man. And, and I, I'm, I'm forever... You know what I mean? Like indebted to you for that, man. Like I thought that was that was like crazy because you ain't know me, man. I ain't, I wasn't nobody. You know what I'm saying? But but I, I sent mean, you the I records. Played, I played your music because a lot of music you gotta figure, right? You can't deny good music. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and to this day, I still say the same thing. Like, if a lot of artists would take time into their music and and really pay attention to how they sound on music. On right. their on their songs and their creativity, then they would understand more how their records could get played. Facts, facts. And you was always yeah. like super honest with me, man. Like I, <laughs> I remember I sent you uh, the last record I sent you was "Make It Back," and and uh, I sent it to you, and you was like, and I, you know, in the email I always, you know, gas myself like, yo, it's crazy. And then you email me back like, I mean, it's all right, it ain't crazy, but yeah, I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, damn, all right. But um, what was dope about it was that, you know, you was, you was just transparent. And and that kind of, uh, you know, uh, motivated me to, to, to be better. You know what I mean? Use my voice as an instrument and, and things of that nature, man. And, um, you know, even to this day, man, I don't do music anymore, but I always think about that. You know, Chubb always show love, man. So, I, you know, I'm always uh, going to show love to you because of that, man. I appreciate it, for real. I, oh, I wish a lot of people would take that into consideration when I tell them this song probably not as strong as what they thought. Yeah. If they would take that in consideration and go back and work on it more or work on other songs, because just because you make one song today doesn't mean that's the song. Right. It may seem like that at the moment because you made the song. But you gotta have different songs so people could choose from. No, absolutely. That's why there's albums. That's why there's mixtapes. Right. Because you put so many songs on there, and out of there, someone can pick something different than what you thought was the better song. Right, right. Now I hear that. I hear that. That's 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 absolutely correct, man. Um, and I feel like more people should be honest about things like that. You know, what I mean, more more DJs, people who have the platforms, people who have the uh, the uh, the the mass um, followings. You know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of people get on, um, you know, on on trends, right? Like they they see somebody's buzzing and they just gonna play their stuff just because it's hot and. 
you know, you just got to be honest with people sometimes, right? Like, you know, what's hot doesn't mean that it's great, right? You know what I mean? Because right. you look at, you know, uh, clown running around here with the colorful hair right now. You know what I mean? I ain't even going to say his name, but we know who we talking about. None of his songs were good. Like, I don't believe any of his songs were good, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe you, you they disagree. Good. They weren't good to what your standards of music is. See, you got to also understand the classification of what music is. If you grew up in a different era of music, then that music is not going to be what you're looking for. Now, the younger cat that's growing up now within the 2000, let's say 2010 to 2000 now, right, have a different layout of what music really is. Mm. Their music is not what, you know, compared to, let's say me in the 80s, right. late 80s, you know, Cool G Rap, Daddy Kane, KRS-One. Like, that's not going to be transparent to the ones that are now. Mm. Now, that's fair. I mean, you know, my thing is this. I used to be very close-minded to new music. You know what I mean? Like, I got a brother who's, uh, how old is my brother? My brother's 46. You know what I'm saying? He was born in 74. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm born in 89. So like you got somebody like that influencing my taste in, in, in rap and hip hop, you know, as I'm growing up. So I, I, I fell in love, you know, with the Nazis of the world, with the biggies of the world. You know what I mean? You know, going back to, you know, Big Daddy Kane. Like for me, that's that's an old rapper. But I was bumping Big Daddy Kane when I was eight, nine, ten years old. You see what I'm saying? Um, so when when you have that standard of of music, of hip hop, of, of what you think is is good, I was kind of closed-minded to the new stuff. And as, you know, as time went on, obviously, you know what I mean? Like, I started hearing more things, and, and, and it wasn't until I talked to my brother and I asked him, how you feel about such and such, this new rap, this new rap, whatever. And he's like, yo, it's hot. And when I'm like, damn, he thinks it's hot. So if he thinks it's hot, maybe I should give it another listen. You know what I'm saying? Um, but... That said rapper we was just talking about, I don't think he was that great. I think it was his charisma and his energy and him as a character that allowed people to get drawn into, you know, his energy. You know what I mean? Like, he was, he, he's, a, he's an entertainer. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can say whatever you want to say about him, but you can't deny the fact that the dude has star power. And he took it and he ran with it. You know what I mean? Um, so let's talk about, I want to talk about, you know, people that you worked with in the 90s, man. Um, what was... What was Boston like in the 90s, man? Like, well, who was like the predominant rappers out here? Like, I, I have an idea of who it is, but from your perspective, let us know. Well, you know, before I got to, to, to Boston, I was already playing at OG. I was one of the first okay. people that played at OG on a mixtape. Right. And, That's and dope. Edo, Edo knows it. And, you know, this is when he was on the label PWL. And um, people were like, yo, who's this kid? And I'm like, I don't think. But I never knew at the time that I played it that he was from Roxbury, Boston. Ah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I never paid attention to the album cover that says 02119. That was right, the- right, right. I'm looking at music. Like, I've always been a person that breaks music. Like, anybody that's ever had a mixtape knows that I used to have mixtapes called Dirt. Mm. Dirt 90, whatever, Dirt 90. Dirt was the underground. Okay. When everybody had exclusives, I would find an underground artist that nobody would really play. Mm. That's fire. 
So until this day, I'm still known for that. That's why I've broken so many artists. Okay. So so Ed OG was was definitely one of the earliest guys from out here. Did you ever um do any work with uh uh Ray Dog? I was about to say Benzino, but <laughs> you know what I mean Ray Dog RSO, his crew. Um, you know, I played a few of their songs. I played a few yeah. of their songs. Um also the uh the kid scientific guy rest is that he's from Lawrence. Okay. He was out of out of Lawrence. Okay. That uh that a lot of people, you know, may have known, may have not known. But he he was he was popular. Nah, I and never he heard had of a him, and all that as well. But he Let's passed go. away in the late nineties. Okay. And then um, you know, Guru, right. Guru, Big Shug. Okay. Uh, yeah, Big Shug. Uh there was somebody else I'm missing too that was in that. Acrobatic terminology. Mr. Lift. Okay. You know, there was a couple other people that that were really like in there. Right. So that's dope, man. I mean, like, how do you feel like Boston embraced you when you first like planted your roots out here? Well, at first it wasn't easy. (laughs) (laughs) What was what was some of the hardships? The the whole New York Boston thing. You know what I mean? New York. Mm -hmm. Boston, that was like, you know, that was like a little thing there, but it, it didn't really like stop me or nothing. It was just more like, I right, you just got to work harder so people could appreciate what you do. Right. That's real. And then that's what happened. Like, honestly, like, you know, the, the fact that I've been here and, I, and I've done so much, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm from New York, but I've done a lot of work from oh, yeah. here. Right. You know what I mean? Like, from TV to traveling the world to, you know, being a breaking artist, bringing artists to the city. Like, right. you know, I can't, I can't explain it more than, than what it has been shown. And and if you don't know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Because it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to explain me saying what I've done because I can't right. sell. You right. know what I mean? I know that 50 Cent, I broke him. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, I've been playing Rockefeller. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the Cassidy's, the, 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 the artists that, that were just coming up, a lot of people didn't really pay attention to. I was able to explode that to the scene, like bring right. that to the scene. Right, like and that's you know, fire. Club, from the clubs, tearing clubs down and turning, you know, having lines around the corner. I mm. did that. I did that from Boston to Providence, Worcester, New Hampshire, right, Connecticut. You know, I Germany. I've been to Germany. I've been to you know, everywhere in the world, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I can't I can't say that, you know, that I didn't do it from coming from Boston. What do you what, what was what's probably your, your favorite place that you've ever visited, like ever? That I ever been to? Yeah, like in the world. I mean the best I'm I'm gonna say Brazil is like the second home. Mm, okay. 
And I, I actually was going to get into that a little later, but since we you just mentioned Brazil, uh, a couple of years ago, you was working with this Brazilian artist, right? No, it's an artist that was from from New York. His name is Dynasty. Right. He's the artist that I was working with was from Dynasty, but I am I have worked with a couple of Brazilian artists for my project that okay. which is still undergoing right now. Okay. Like I haven't stopped. We just you know been working, but it's just a little longer because you know money and right. paperwork things like that. But uh. Um, yeah, I worked with a, a couple of Brazilian artists, and if you ever seen the movie um, City of Gods, yeah. I shot my first video, and I had Seth Pequeno in the video. Oh, shit. That's wild. So That's a big deal. He just old, he's older now. Right. In the, I mean, in my video. Right. <clears throat> but he was younger in the, in the movie. Cause the movie was years ago, and then later on we ended up getting them in my video. How long ago was was that video? Uh, two years ago. Yeah, eight twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you had a song with Nori and, and Dynasty too, right? I got it's Nori Dynasty and um, MC Long. Yeah, what's it like working with Nori, man? That dude seems like a character, man. Like I would love to actually sit down and chop it with that guy one day. Nori is my brother, man. I mean. Yeah. I've been with Nori since he was on Penalty Records and our relationship, you know, CNN completely has been a big thing. You know what I'm saying? I was playing A music on radio and we always built a relationship just like the locks. Like, those are my brothers. Like, it's certain people that you deal with that is always there. Like, Fat Joe is forever my brother beyond me. You know what I'm saying? you know, the era I came up in was was different than what's now. You know what I'm saying? Right. What do, what do you feel like your favorite era of rap was, you know, from what you've seen? I mean, I, if I had to say, if I had to say rap, I would say 80, 80, late 80s to, to the 90s. Okay. 2000 to 2000. Okay. Late 80s to the, yeah, all right. That's, that's fair. And, I, and that, like, I agree. Like, you know what I mean? Like, from what I've seen and what I've, uh, you know, studied. Cause you know what I mean? I, like I said, I was born in 89, man. So for me, it was really like, I had to dig in the crates. You understand what I'm saying? So like you lived through all of that and you seen things change, man. So what was it like going into the 2000s? Cause it was a weird time for rap, I think at that time. You know what I mean? Cause, cause, cause you had, cause, cause think about it. Like, well, I mean, from my perspective, right? Biggie died, Pac died, Big L just passed. Bong, then pun dies, right? That's crazy for the game, right? So what do you feel like the transition went? Like, do you feel like there was, um, like, do you feel like something was missing in the game at that time? I mean, those guys were missed. I mean, right. that's that's one thing, but it, it still kept going because then later on, you got your Camerons, you got Dipset, you got right. G, you got... You know, then after that, it's the crunk. Like at the right. time, it was crunk. Right. That was coming out. You know, yeah, crunk your was crazy. Bad, your little Johns, yeah. you know, the, the, the young bloods. Yeah. You know, it was a different type of era of music that was coming along. Yeah, you're right. The so crunk era was crazy. Adapt. Yeah. Yeah, you had to adapt. Yeah. You know what I feel like? Because, uh, you know, fashion has always been synonymous to hip hop, right? 
I feel like the 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 fashion in the early 2000s was strange, man. Like it's like we didn't really know what the fuck we was doing, man. Like had the fucking name belts with the lights on it and the bedazzled shit. Like it was just I look at old pictures and I'm like, damn, this shit was tacky. And we thought this shit was hot. Well, in the late 80s, they had name belts way before that. Well, yeah, true, true. But I felt and like it came more with the head skull and those yeah. that had a skinny stomach with the you know joint can hang off your ass. <laughs> I, didn't have that I didn't have that error, you know what I mean? All right. I, I was now and I still can't really do that. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> I, that was the thing back then. Everybody had a, you know, they had a different reason to wear certain things. Now I hear you. I hear you, man. I hear you. So um, let's talk about your 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 work with Fifty Cent, man, because you, you're Fifty Cent's official DJ. Um, how, how 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 does um how's that feel, man? Like, what's it like touring with Fifty Cent? It's just a different type of budget, man. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. I mean, you know, I've I've DJ for a lot of people, and what I what I've been blessed to say that with Fifty Cent, it's like. You know, I've been on numerous jets. I've been to numerous countries. I could have left today and been back tomorrow morning. Like, that quick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the blessings. Like, I've been to countries that I would have never even thought of. I've been to countries that I didn't even know that was inside of a country. Like, it's (laughs) crazy. Like, it's crazy. Like, my favorite place that that I went to and, and... is still one of like the favorite spots is this joint called Corsica. Okay. It's, it's like a little little part off of Italy. Okay. Yeah, I feel like and, I heard of it. And you only could get there by a plane. So this joint is like so crazy. It's like it's hard to explain, but it's so beautiful. Mm. But it's just a little island. Yeah. And he performed there, and it was like, wow. And 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 and, and like, stayed for the duration of the night, and was back out the next morning, back to like Denmark. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Like, what's it feel like? Because you know, you you in a different country. You know, people speak a different language, and you on stage, and you, I mean, you behind fifty doing his thing, and to see a huge crowd, you know, what I mean, singing his lyrics in English. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the first time you experienced something like that, whether it was 50 or whatever, what, what was that like? Because that shit would blow my mind. You know what I mean? Well, the first first person I've, I've witnessed 75,000 people was with Khalees. Wow. Okay. Because I think it was for Khalees. Okay. Um, and that was, like, the biggest person I've dj for that had, like... Because I was on on the tour with Khalees, but it was also Britney Spears tour. Oh to the shit! Top. Okay. So we was on the tour for like a year and a half with her. Jesus Christ! Um, we went to the Staples Center, and it was just mad little girls and right. mothers and through the roof, like teeny boppers. <laughs> Seventy five thousand people inside this arena. It was crazy. That's nuts, and man. you know, Britney had a whole different type of following, but 
Khalees had a different following at the time too, because Milkshake. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was like a big record and big stage song. So I was able to to see that many people. But then when I got with Fifth and and seeing a hundred thousand people outside, it's like, oh, right. this is different. Right. <laughs> so this this is like you look and it's like mounds of sea of people. Like you're like, whoa. You know what's you know, crazy. You it, but you don't never see it. Like right. it, it's like this can't be real. Like and when that raw, like that mm. raw, you feel it in your chest, like Damn. oh, this is different. <laughs> this, this is an experience that I can't. I cannot believe half the time. Right. That's Whether amazing, man. 50,000, 30,000. It, it's still a lot of people that should be like, oh, sick. And they go crazy for this guy. I can imagine, bro. I can imagine. Cause, and you know what's dope? It, it, it goes to show you how hip-hop evolved, man. Like, you know, you, you, you're talking about going on tour with Khalees and Britney Spears. Britney Spears is a pop artist, right? And, of course, she's going to have 75,000. You know what I mean? Whatever. But hip-hop wasn't always pop. You know what I'm saying? So, And then right. once it transitioned into that, man, it's, it's beautiful to see 100,000 fans in one arena. You know what I mean? For some dude from Southside Queens. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. That that's that's an amazing feeling, man. And and you you I mean you're a part of history for that, man. So how, how did that situation happen? Like how did you link up with Fifty and you know become his official DJ? Well, it wasn't because I I broke the music, right? Because <laughs> that was years <laughs> after, right? Yeah, that was years after. Okay. There was an audition. Okay. And um, he want he needed a DJ. He was looking for a DJ. And um, in the audition, it was me and two other DJs, mm-hmm. and. I got picked. Thank God. Okay. That's what's up, man. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you still currently living in Boston? Huh? Are you currently living in Boston? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, okay. Yeah, because the last time I seen you was at uh was at Ruben's Barbershop, man. It was a couple of years back. Um, <laughs> yo, man, you see, I'm looking crazy, man. That's why I got the hat on, man. Yo, Ruben, if you're listening, man, I miss you, dog. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it, it is, it's, you know, we be, we've been hurting right now, man. But um, so let's talk about the Boston music scene, man. Because um, we, we we know what you've done worldwide. We know what you've been able to do. Um, and what what's dope about you is that you're always in tune with what's going on in the city as well, no matter how big your name gets. Um, who who would you feel like is is probably one of the hottest people in the city right now, as far as rappers and R and B? Well, you know, I've been doing the launch pad right. for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And um, as of lately, it's been like, there's a lot of new artists. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot, of, I mean, in Boston, though, a lot yeah. of new Boston artists with good talent, like good music. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm R&B, I'm going to say the kid Trevor Holmes. Okay, Big Trev, that's my guy. Trev, big guy for his energy. Like, I don't know if you ever seen him perform, but that's what made me in the beginning, a while ago, before the pandemic, when I seen him perform, and I was like, yo, this kid, six foot taller than me. And then right. he's 
<laughs> and across the stage and singing, and I was like, "Yo, he's a problem." And yeah. shouts to Al C because I had got the witness that because of DJ Al C. Al C, that's and, my guy. And then, um, so I've been listening to his music, and he, you know, he sent me his music, and he got a new project that's dropping right now. Yeah, big trust. Uh, yeah. So I've been playing his music. He he got some dope ish. Um, there's this kid named Leo the Kind. Okay. Um, he has a record called El Hancho. Okay. Dope song. Yeah. Song. I'm gonna look into that. I, I haven't heard of it. Yeah. Um, there's this other kid uh, that I just got. His name is Vanny. Vanny. Oh, Vanny Allen, Allen Poe. That's my guy. Yo. Yo, super talented. He got, he got a record called "Life of Sin." Mm-hmm. Pressure. Oh my God, he redid the the Tupac joint, but in his yeah. own way. Out of here. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Vonnie Allen Poe, man. That's my guy, man. He's he's a out super here. humble cat too, man. He don't even like. I don't think he even realizes how good he is. Cause yeah. He, he, um, he was just on live the other day and the guys from It's Lit Boston podcast was talking to him and they was like, yo, listen, talk your shit, bro. Like, like your, your songwriting skills is crazy. You know what I mean? And and he does both. He does the the singing and the rapping. So um, I see big things happening for him, man. Definitely. He, he, he definitely, you know, he, I played his song last night for the first time. It's crazy. That's dope. Got received crazy. well. Yeah. Very, 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 um, a lot of love, man. It, That's it's dope. crazy. That's dope. Um, this is another cat, uh, Ace the General. Okay. King Ace the General. Okay. He, you know, he he got some he got some heat. This kid named Cheney. Okay. It's on type drill type. You know that 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 uh that extra to the left type music right now. <laughs> yeah. He's on. He got that. Um. Also, uh, who else do I got? I got, I got a, um, hold on, gotta give me a second, cause <laughs> I, I got a few joints I can't remember. The kid Jay Boston, okay, he got a record right now with Conway from Griselda. Word, yeah, that's fire. That's probably like my favorite group right now, man. Griselda, so yeah, I, mean, that's, I got I, that's, that's hip hop group out right now, yeah. Oh, hands down, hands down. You know what I mean? Hip hop groups ain't even really like a thing no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to, to see these guys coming out of Buffalo doing their thing, man, I think it was super dope because not only does it re- make people realize that yo, there's talent everywhere, not just you know what I mean the the the, the, the known markets, um, it, but it brings back that essence that people haven't felt in a while. You know what I mean? And then the kids, um, you know, Brano Avenue. They mm-hmm. built the group, EAU. Yeah, Dion Chase, Avenue, Prano. Mm-hmm. They, got, they got blood in, blood in my eye. Join his okay. hard. Okay. Um, JV, the rap singer. That's another mm-hmm. arm slash hip-hop type cat. He, I just hosted his, his uh, the intro to his album. That's fire. And dope. Um, you know, Millie's, he's out here working. Of course. Um, there's another kid named A Zip. Oh, A Zip is. Mm. 
He got some heat. <laughs> he got some shit. And then um, Prince Rich. Yeah, you see me? You see what I'm wearing right now? <laughs> That's well, my guy. Say, he said he sent out my shirt. I ain't get it yet. I'm gonna have to call him. He, <laughs> he just hand delivered it the other day. I was outside playing with my daughter, chopping it with my mans, and he just pulled up on me and dropped it off. That's my guy, man. Shout out Prince Rich. He just sent me his album, and, and they got some joints on there too. But yeah. the joint that I was playing, no invite. But now he got a new joint. Yeah, yeah. And, that joint uh, he dropped on Mother's Day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, a couple of other cats, man. That uh, oh man, how can I forget? Abby Kodo. Okay. Abby Kodo, kid's a problem. He got a record called Need a Thought, okay. but he also got other joints. Where's he from? He's from um Lynn. Lynn. Okay. Okay. I gotta look yeah, into like, him, man. Yeah, man. Like I'm telling you, there's a lot of cats that that I get lately and they got really some heat. Some yeah. cats don't realize that they got to send clean versions, but they, they don't send that aspect of the clean version. Yo, that's facts. I remember one time I sent you a record and you started playing it on there and then you realized it was dirty and just stopped it and went to the next track. I didn't realize I sent you the dirty version, man. Like, I was like, oh shit. Like, cause I'm over here, I'm in the car and I'm like, oh shit, he just put my record on. And then that first, I don't remember what cuss word it was. It was like, oh, nah, next. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, Chubb's nice with that shit, man. He just got straight to the next one. But a lot of people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I think the uh, the problem is, is that some people don't realize that, yo, dog, like, you can get spins on the radio. Like, when you make a, when you make a record that, you know, you send to people and they think it's hot, immediately once people start receiving it well make that edited version man because that's that's the stuff that's gonna you know create your buzz man and, and get you out there right so that's what's up man um who do you have you been working with anybody from boston as of late like as far as like you said you did a intro for somebody jv um, rap singer okay um i hosted a couple of mixtapes um, that about the drop artist named Mr. Flex. Okay, he got some heat. Um, Ice Cold Swavy. Okay, got some heat. Um, I'm doing a female's artist. Uh, her name is Krista Diamond. She got some joints on our joints, you know. Um, I was just gonna ask about female artists, man. Like, how, do you feel that females are running hip hop in Boston right now? I mean, the, the, the only artist that I've seen that really, really had more than anything, um, you know, Dutch Rebel. Of course. Um, there's a few other ones, you know, Nancia, R&B artists. Um, couple other names and I can't remember right now and they're going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's some females that's really working out there. They, they, I, I had Oompa on, on the show a couple weeks yeah, back. Oompa's so cool. Yeah, Oompa's probably, Oompa's probably my favorite female artist out here, man. I know some people would be upset if I, you know, for me saying that, but um, Oompa, she's amazing, man. She's, she's like, and, and, and I, I've seen her um, transformation into an artist, man. So I think that's kind of why I, I have like a special place in my heart for her music, man. Um, uh, Oompa's dope. How you feel about beer, man? She's beers everywhere right now. 
and Bia, I mean, Bia on fire. Like, yeah. Bia, um, we was just on a conference call, the heavy hitters with her the other okay. day. And, um, you know, because she just got a new deal. Now okay. she's on Epic. Okay, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, she's on Epic now. And, you know, she got two singles out, uh, First Day Out and uh, Cover Girl. Right. You know, she she be spitting, man. She got balls. Yeah, man. I remember um, hearing about Bia for the first time through my man Manop, because, you know, they knew each other from back in the day. And my man Mighty Mouse, I don't know if you know him, the producer, he out there in uh, L.A. now. Um, but Mighty Mouse lived up the street from me over in High Park when mm-hmm. I was living at my dad's crib. My man Manop calls me. He's like, yo, Mighty got a studio at his crib, right? He got, like, a setup. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, dog, I just... I, yo, my homegirl, B- Bia, yo, she, she's lit, dog. I'm going I'm to go over there and record with her. You want to come through? I couldn't make it or whatever, but somebody, like, was recording on their phone. Her in her, like, I believe, I don't know if it was her first session of ever recording a record or whatever, but it was one of her first. And just looking at her mannerisms and her, her swag and, and, you know, the bars that she was spitting, I was like, oh, shit. As soon as I seen that little clip, I was like, yo, she got something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and that was early, 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 man. So to see her, you know, transform into who she is now, man, I'm super happy for her and the success that she's having, man. But, um, oh, yeah, B is, B is amazing, man. So the other day, um, there was the live with uh, Benzino and Ed OG. How'd you feel about that? Did you see it? No. Nah, it was a versus live. Okay, so since you didn't see it, I can't even ask you what you thought about it. But um, but you know, like I said, like I that wasn't that that wasn't my era. You know what I'm saying? Um, that I, I don't really know too much about that. All I all I know about Benzino man, which is fucked up, was the beef that he had with Eminem. Realistic. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as you know, being from Boston, yeah, I'm super proud of what he's been able to do. But as a kid, the first time I heard his name was through that altercation that he had with dude. But obviously, I started going back, and I heard uh, I heard Benzino was out here wilding back in the day, man. Like his crew, like dudes. I heard dudes used to get it in, man. Have you ever uh, have have you ever came into in, in, in an altercation or come across with with any of those dudes back in the day? Nah, nah, it, it, nah. Was, it, it wasn't no nothing to um nothing crazy. Nah, it just was a. You know, Cause you know Jeff two times is, is my brother. You know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, shout out Jeff two Jeff, times. Me and Jeff is is you know we we have a different type of relationship. So right. that, that's and that's his and DJ, I, right? Yeah, that's his DJ. Yeah. But him and I is all about music. So that's right. all we know. Yeah. Now nah, the only reason why I asked man is because like I said, man, I got an older brother. My brother told me one time he was—I forget where he was at, man. Some sometime in the nineties, whatever. Some chick, I mean, in the club or whatever, was dancing with him. Some dude from 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 Zeno's crew said something to him, and my brother was like, "Yeah, man, I was ready to buck. Like, yo, it was good." And he's like, and then I turn around, and I realized how deep these niggas was, and I was like, "Oh, yo, we good? <laughs> like, yo, you can have her, yo. It's not even that deep." So I'm like, yo. You know, that that I heard, like, at that time, man, the stigma of Boston was that if you came out here, some shit might have happened, man. Like, have you... So you never witnessed anything like that, like, even if you wasn't involved in it? 
I wasn't, I never seen none. I mean, you know, I heard about the, they threw bottles at DJs and things like that, but yeah. I never, I never witnessed none of that. Like, you know what I mean? I thank God I never had none of those altercations. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's good shit. That's good shit, man. That's good shit. So how, how long you been on jamming, man? Cause I, I feel like it's been like forever since the whole Hot 97 dissolved. Well, to be honest, as of this year, it'll be 20 years that I've been on radio, period. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, I've been on jamming Memorial Weekend will be eight years. Wow. Wow. That's I've been on jamming for eight years. And um, this year also makes 25 years that I've been DJing professionally. Oh, shit. So what do you feel like your biggest moment was, man, for you, like career-wise? Being alive. Mm, I like that. Being, Being able to do it again. Being alive and, and you know, learning from mistakes and, and things that you've done in the past and being able to say you got another chance at doing certain things. Right. Right. You That's know, every day, every day is a is a learning process. I'm always learning still to this day. I'm still practicing as a DJ every day. I'm trying to, you know, I, I pay attention to music every morning. Every morning I get up and I'm going through music and I'm looking mm-hmm. to see who, who else is popping, what isn't popping, what is popping. Like, I, I'm thankful for that. And, you know, you know, being able to travel is is always a, a great situation. You know, like, as a DJ, you, you, you're blessed to be able to say that I'm on my fifth passport. You know what I'm saying? I've had numerous stamps. I've I've traveled the world. I've I've seen the world. I've been to certain places twice, three times. Whether it's by myself, whether it's with an artist, like I've been to these places. And you know, when 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 DJs talk that I'm hot and I'm hot. But if you never left Boston to go to Worcester or left Boston to go to Lawrence or left right. Boston to go to Providence, I can't call it. Yeah. You're just stuck. And and there shouldn't be a reason why a DJ should be stuck. Mm. Because if you really believe in yourself and you believe what you do, learn how to build that name and that brand. What do you feel like um, is one of the biggest obstacles is becoming a DJ and and and, and um, getting your name out there because I got I got a family member who, who claims he wants to be a DJ. Uh, you know, what I mean, work ethic is one thing, but what do you feel like it like? What do, what does it take to become uh, a staple within your community when it comes to DJ? I mean, right now, the biggest thing is is you have social media for all platforms. You got it. You got to build yourself with the people. Right. You got to let people know what you're doing. You got to, you know, and I, I'm not trying to be funny, but females are the are the key. It's not Facts. it's not your mans in them. Facts. It's not your mans in them. It's it's the females. It's, Facts. It's not playing for, for the guy that's sitting next to you like, yo, this is my man. Let me just thug it out. It ain't Facts. all about thugging <laughs> it out. Yeah, most females do like thugged out music. Don't get me wrong. But... <clears throat> You have to brand yourself. Right. All right. You may not be the guy to talk on the mic. You don't have to always be the guy to talk on the mic. 
Right. It's different era. Everybody nowadays, now they use sound effects. Now they use whatever. But right. know how to embrace who you are and explain that to the people. Right. The kind of DJ that you want to be. Absolutely. That's the, key real. Is, the key is really just being yourself and 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 seeing how far you can go with what you know. That's dope. Do you um so so what advice would you give to, to up and coming artists as well, like in that regard? You know what I mean? Do you feel like it's kind it's kind of synonymous, like the same t- thing in, in a sense? It's the same thing, but also with, with artists is different because if you're not paying attention to your music and how you lay your music or how you deliver your music when you're speaking, it makes a big difference. You gotta find beats that fit the kind of rapper you're gonna be, the kind of artist you're gonna be. You can't just get beats because Smooth L is on this record and you know, foreign and you hearing this cat and you hearing that cat and that's what you wanna sound like. You gotta find your own niche. Right, right. You know, as a DJ, I, I grew up, I listen to DJs that are legends, like they're the older legends, right? right? right. So for me, like when I was growing up, I was listening to people like Grandmaster Flash, right. Charlie Chase, Clark Kent, before I even got with Clark Kent, Pete Rock, Brucey B, Star Child. And these people are the people that influenced me you know, and Kid Capri and, and, and people that influenced me to build myself to what I want to be now. Right. So you was basically a student in the game first. I'm still a student. You know, right. Jazzy Jeff is a good friend, but I'm still learning. Like, I'm still watching these cats every day. I go on people live just to yeah. see what they're doing. Right. Yo, just and DJing is hard, I- man. Like, I, I don't think people realize how hard... DJing is fam, like that shit is tough. Like I'm like my, my uh bro, like my um my, my cousin's husband, DJ Marks, he's in he's in Queens. Um when I was a kid, I used to go out there all the time and you know I'm just messing with his turntables, you know what I mean, vinyls and stuff like that. And just you know, I mean, trying to learn how to scratch was like mind blowing to me, <laughs> right? Not only that, just the transition, man, because you gotta you gotta be thinking about what's coming ahead way well before it even happens, man. And right. you're thinking about, you know, three, four, five, six songs down the line, bro. Like people, I feel like your mind works differently, man. And people don't realize how much hard work that goes into it, man. Like it, it has to be something that you're committed to. Cause you gotta, you gotta, one is the acknowledgement of the music. Right. Two is setting a presence to what you do for the music. Right. And then it's knowing how many songs you're going to play. Let's say party-wise. Let's say a party, a club. Let's just say a club. You could play five songs, and your first five songs could be a hit. Like, oh, that's a hit. For your next six, seven, and eight, if they don't match up to them last five, you got Moses walking in that club and splitting (laughs) that seat. Facts. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is what a lot of people fail to realize. Like, you know, now, let's take IG Lives and things like that. Now, you can't play so much new music on these lives because they'll cut you off. 
Right. Right. So everybody's finding a, a way to play, you know, 90s and old stuff, things like that. But when you get back in the club, you're going to go right back to the new shit. Oh, facts. Right? right? Well, the same energy you created now, now that platform is open for everybody to have an ear to hear more than just the regular stuff. Mm. Makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Nah, I now you got that. Like they say, you got to keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. That's dope, man. Um, so as far as what you got next, man, what, what what's your next big thing, man? What you working on for 2020? I mean, my next big thing is really trying to finish up this album, hopefully okay. this year. Um, You know, I'm not even thinking about traveling or anything like that because we know that's not going to, realistically, it's not going to happen. Right. And if it does... It's not going to be what we're used to. Absolutely not. It's the new norm. Right. So if your club club used to have, let's say you had 500 in the club, your new norm is going to probably be 175. Facts. If that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If that. Lounges are going to win because if the lounge only had 180, now they're down to 75. Right. And it's a more controlled environment. That's more my vibe anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So lounges will probably have more of an outcome before a big club. Oh, absolutely. So so when's when's the album supposed to be coming out, man? I mean, I don't have an exact date. I may drop another single soon. That's definitely. um, I'm hoping for September, the next single. You gonna have Um, any Boston collaborators on there? I do. I have a female. I forgot to say, Marcella Cruz. Oh, Marcella Cruz, big, big deal, big deal. She's an R and B artist. She's on the record on my album with Mano. Okay, Can my man, my man, uh, uh Gabe, uh, the producer, put me on to her years ago. Yeah, my man Nelly Pro Tools work with her. Yeah, now. right, 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 right. That's when Gabe was working with Nelly and all of that. Yeah. So yeah, Marcella's on the record with with um Mano that I okay. that I had. That's that's kind of hard. That's fire, man. She has a dope voice, man. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, now nah, she's dope and she's young. Yeah. So she still got, you know what I mean? Like, still she got, got time room. to develop. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, I think she's she's dope now. Right. But like, you know, surety plays a big part when it comes to singing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, people people are gonna naturally evolve, man, as artists. You know what I mean? It just happens because, like, you know. I was just listening to that that record that you 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 did with with Jay Z earlier, like just to like take me back to that essence. And that Jay Z is not Jay Z now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and in between that time, he changed so many times as well. So you know what I mean? It's just natural progression, man. Anything you do consistently is gonna evolve, man. So as long as you you put your heart and soul in it, man, it's just gonna get better and better. And the key word is consistent. Oh, absolutely. Being consistent. You know. like, a lot of people are not, not consistent. Whether right. it be a DJ, you know, he DJs today and don't DJ tomorrow. Right. And, you know, he wants to be a DJ, but today he DJs and two months later he hasn't done nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I, I see the consistency when I see younger cats DJing right now. Like, there's this kid named DJ Hoops. Mm. DJ Hoop out of um out of Detroit. Kid has just okay. turned 13. Really? 
he DJ better than a lot of DJs that are DJing now. That's crazy. You ever heard of DJ Bam? 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 I think he's out of CT. He's a young cat. He's like 13 or 14, maybe 15 now, whatever. Because uh, 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 his mom, I used to be a part of a, a business with his mother. And um, and she used to always talk about her, her son, DJ Bam. And uh, one time he came and DJed one of our events. And I'm like, when I first walked in there, I didn't realize he was DJing. I think at that time, he might have been like 13. It was like DJ Bam Bam or Bam or something like that. I can't remember the exact name. It definitely had Bam in it, though. But I'm over here like, yo, this is fire. This music is dope. Who's DJ? And I look at the booth, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's a kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he, yeah, he's, he's nice, man. I don't know if uh, I don't know if he's still DJing. I haven't kind of spoke to his mom in a couple of years. But um, look him up, man. If, if, you know what I mean? If, if you got some time. See, see. Nah, I like looking into, you know, seeing who's moving around and who has what. And there's a lot of young cats out here that are, that are working, man. Like, every day there's a new young cat around. Nah, that's a fact. That's a fact, man. But, Chubb, man, I, I definitely appreciate your time today, brother. Um, anything you need from me, man, um, let me know. I like it. You always got, I always, you always got my support, 100%. Um, I'll never forget <laughs> one of the things you said to me, man, when I was rapping, because I was running around, man, wilding out in the streets. Um, you had um, hooked me up with a with a with a with a placement on a show. I forget what show it was or whatever the case may be. You was gonna be there, um, and then I got bagged. <laughs> I didn't call you obviously because I was in the joint. I wasn't gonna <laughs> call you and be like, "Yeah, I'll be there." So I get out, whatever, call you. And um and you just basically just told me straight up like yo bro, I don't know if you remember this conversation. And you was just like dog, I, I'm I, I can't co-sign for you if you don't know what you want to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you want to be in the streets or you want to do this rap shit. Um, that's one of the things that stuck with me forever, man. Um, and since then, man, I ain't never been in trouble with the law again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and obviously there was a lot of influences in on that. Um, but. The fact that you're transparent and you and and you're so willing to help, um, you know, people who you ain't even know me from a hole in the wall from jump, man. So I appreciate that 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 humility, man, and 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 you reaching out, um, you know, reach one, teach one, man, and um, forever, man. Like I got you, man. Anything you need, just let me know. Same here, man. I just wish a lot of artists and a lot of people would take that in consideration because. I'm always willing to help. I mean, I get it. I'm not the most approachable person in the world, but I'm I'm always willing to hear who has what and who's willing to, to show that they're trying to work just as much as I'm trying to work. Right. Because if I'm able to work every day and God gives me the strength to work every day, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I have to do. Right. I have no way but to show the world that I can't stop. My hashtag is never not working. Mm. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always willing to tell people what they can do to make themselves better. Whether they choose to listen or take take key to what I'm telling them, it's on them. You know what Facts. I mean? So, it, it, it becomes more of a knowing how to structure yourself and, and knowing what you really want. Because it's there. This is the world of land of opportunity. Absolutely. 
if you ain't learn how to make it, if you ain't learn how to get it on your own in the, in the United States of America, man, you did something terribly wrong. Yeah, because it's not a, you know, it's not a, um, it's never easy. Let's like, you know, let's make oh, nah. it clear. Never nah. easy. But if you're willing to make it happen and you're willing to sacrifice what you believe in, it'll all pan out. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Anything you wanna you wanna leave the people with, man? Before we before we sign out. Hey, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for the support and the love, and I thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. And um, you know, let's just keep building, man. That's all we can do, man. Keep our prayers and keep that man upstairs first. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Always, always, man. Um, you um. Oh, before we leave, you on uh Spark FM, right? Yes, at five yes. p.m. Yeah, 5 p.m. every day. Monday through Friday, yeah. All right, that's fire. That's fire. I just wanted to get give that plug in, man, because Danielle, if I didn't, she would have probably, you know what I mean, <laughs> been upset, man. But but shout out to Spark FM, man. Danielle with, with her first, she's the first black woman in black Boston, woman. like, to have her own radio station. Like, that's, that's a and, big deal. And, and that's big because she's, she's very... You know, very orientated about what she's doing and very headstrong. Yeah. She's not a um, you know, she's not one of these women that's out here doing anything for fame. She just she's putting in the work and showing that she could carry some a torch that that's needed. Right. Right. You know, so, the diversity of music that she's bringing to that station is is different. That's fine. So I, I I was I was thankful to be able to help her. That's dope, man. So shout out Spark FM, man. You know my man DJ Chubby Chubb on there Monday through Friday, man. Shout out Miss Hot Sauce. Shout out Henny at Hot Wings. Shout out everybody who's doing their thing, man. Um, everybody who's who's consistently working and grinding, who's putting their name out there, man, and doing something better for their family, man, and, and moving forward. So Chubb, like I said, my brother, I appreciate you wholeheartedly. Um, always, always, always got my support, man. Um, but this is CW TFB Radio. I am Charlie Machine. We was just here with DJ Chubby Chubb. I'm going to try to do my Chubby Chubb impersonation. My man Chubby Chubb right here checking in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I love you, bro. We out, man. Holla at me. Two, safe one. You already. Like it's the 4th of July Turned to a savage for some of that cabbage I had to boss up in my